It's time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And check out our under construction website. Yes, I know it's still under construction. I've been busy. Pinballprofile.com. It has been a big year for this guy. It's about time we talk to, I think, one of the few remaining top 20 players in the world that hasn't been on Pinball Profile on his own show. We've talked to him a few times, but now it's all about Germain Mariol. Hello, Germain. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good to talk to you. A fantastic year for you, and not even to do with pinball. I'm talking about the World Cup with France winning. Yeah, that was a good year, for sure. No Zidane Zidane with the headbutts this year. You kept it clean. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty uh, pretty surprising. I mean, I, uh, I I wasn't expecting for them to go all the way. I have to say, uh, we brought a pinball machine to my daughter preschool for the summer. It was World Cup soccer, and I think that helped the French team winning the World Cup. The kids only cared about striker. Let's be honest. Pretty much just scoring goal, and then they stopped playing. You know, that's, that's nice and simple. It has been a good year pinball-wise for you as well, too. In fact, even Pinburg is your best finish, too. You can't start any better than going 12-0 and in round one, which you did. Yeah, that was actually my, my first and only 12-0 and round. So uh, I had good feeling about this year, and, uh, and, it, and it did end up being pretty good. It was my first time making the top 40. I'm actually shocked that... In match play, which, especially at Pinburg, where you play all the different variations of games and the different eras of games, that's someone who's been near the top as long as you have, hasn't made the playoffs until this year. Yeah, I've always had uh, my issue with EMs. It's never been my strong suit. And in Pinburg, um, looking at my stats, it's always been, you know, lots of points being lost. Um, this year, somehow, day one was magical. I, I, uh, I pretty, I got no zeros on any EMs on my day, on my first day. I think I pretty much won or I was second on all of them, which really helped me put a lot of points in the bank in the first day. And even though on day two, I got one point out of five EMs, which was back to more of what I usually do. Um, I had enough from the first day to make the top 40, unfortunately. You say classics are where you have some troubles, or at least EMs, but it never drains in Southern California. You were second in classics this year. You did very well at Yegpin in Edmonton, I recall. You were certainly top 10 there. And I think even at the Northwest show, weren't you top five in the classics there as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm bad all the time. It's more where I'm more more often having issues, uh, being more consistent. Um, I have my good days, like you said, Never Durant last year was amazing. Uh, it was, you know, Raymond and Kyle in the finals, and I, w- I was that close. Raymond came back on his last ball, last player, to take the, the first place away from me. And I had a couple of their good, good finish, but uh, I think in, in general, I'm still more of a solid stage slash modern player. I imagine your entire gameplay has just increased with all the amazing players in that Seattle area. I mean, you talk about you and Raymond flip-flopping there at It Never Drains and, and some other events. Just the competition you see on a regular basis, you must learn a lot and it must bring your game up. It's kind of like that cold golf theory. You know, if you golf with someone better, you're probably going to step it up because you don't embarrass yourself. If you're golfing or playing pinball with someone who's maybe not as good, maybe it's just not there. Do you find that true? Definitely. I mean, um, so when I moved to the U.S. about four years ago and I started playing pinball, you know, for competition, uh, which I haven't played pinball in many years, I think the environment, I mean, Seattle as a whole, 
uh, let alone, you know, some of the top players that we have here, right? Um, it's, I feel like it's a lot of good players. I mean, a lot of players and a lot of very good players. Uh, the league are very strong. There's tournaments all the time. So early on, I, I went to, you know, a couple of tournaments a week. I played a lot of different players, a lot of different machines, and I learned a lot from them. I mean, you know, strategy, flipper skills, there's so much to learn from people directly, not just playing the machine. Like, I've never been big playing single-player games. I, I played uh, 80% of my pinball, 90% of my pinball with people. I, I have, you know, a dozen machines at home that I rarely play um, by myself. So it's, it's such a great environment for the pinball players to learn and to get better. That's so funny because a lot of us that have games at home are used to playing in single-player games, whereas even pump and dumps too, you know, you're playing a single-player game and then you might be on fire, but the dynamics change when you have to play in a four-player group and maybe you're in a groove and now you have to wait or heaven forbid, you have a house ball and then it's that much time to rebuild and you watch everyone else have great balls and you're thinking, oh, this is a huge uphill climb for me, but you're more used to playing in groups. So this is the first time I think I've heard someone say that. So maybe that's what's missing <laughs> yeah you know best game i can't say is is my favorite format either like i i, I love having different format i love playing different formats so uh, i have nothing against best game but like, i'm not the best you know like you said single player depth game like i, I rarely go for wizard mode I have done very few wizard mode on a lot of pinball machines. Most of the time I spend at home is fixing pinball machine. I love tinkering with machines as well. So, you know, you can do both, right? Like I, I have a job and, and a family. So the, the few time I have at home is usually spent on fixing machines. And I, I do most of my playing in, uh, in competition uh, outside of the house. I ask this to everyone because it really is something that's puzzling to me. And sometimes I listen to advice and sometimes I don't. I'm going to listen to you, Jermaine, here. When you say you tinker and you fix games, how do you go about doing this? I'm a total noob when it comes to this. Don't know where to start. I'm afraid to ask in the forums, hey, how do you fix this? For fear that, oh, Teolos knows nothing. I admit I know nothing, but I'm trying to figure stuff out. How did you figure this stuff out? You know, I, I was a complete noob, and I, I, I don't say I'm, I'm good at it now. I think it's just, you know, patience. I've always had a bit of an engineering mind, so troubleshooting has always been something that I enjoy. You know, the, the way to map where are the issues, to try to narrow it down, to bring it to specifics. You know, is it on the board? Is it on the play field? There's so much great resource out there between the wikis and the forums. And spending just reading that, you will be able to fix 80% of the problems. I have asked people and, and forums as well when I got stuck. And there's so many people out there that are just happy to help. That's one of the main reasons that I still go on Pinside is usually... Um, as you could see in my profile, and all of my posts are usually related to, to fixing machine and helping people or getting help from people. But uh, it's, you know, if, if you are motivated, and it's not for everybody, right? Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of players that don't fix machine, and it's fine, right? Like it's a choice, and you have only so much time, and you, you have to find what you like. But if, if you're interested, and it's something you can't really pick up by yourself, and, you know, there is a lot of resources out there to help you, and people, of course, that can help you as well. I'm lost just by your answer. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a state of mind. Like, I, I just like tinkering and figuring out the issues. And, you know, I've bought a lot of container games. Uh, I can see a lot in other places in the U.S., I'm sure. You know, there's people selling games in Europe, taking them out of routes and shipping them to the U.S. or Australia. Then you're receiving the game and they are more or less walking, but most often not walking than walking. And then you just spend the time to 
fix them. I have swapped full play fields several times. And wow. then you bring the whole thing to life and it works. And, you know, sometimes it takes longer than others. And, you know, when it's there, it's just, I don't know, it, I, it's an accomplishment. It's right there. You've done it and it's work. It looks great. I have done a full a full machine restoration when I did the whole cabinet. I did the decal, put a new play field in there. The machine looks beautiful. The first machine I ever bought. You know, and when I look at it, I don't I don't even feel like playing it. I just just the, the machine itself <laughs> is an accomplishment. You want to admire it. Okay, let's put things into perspective. I have done Legos with my son uh-huh. for years and years and years. Now, we're talking when he's five and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I felt that sense of pride. Even though the box is aged, you know, four to ten, when we complete it, I feel pretty good about that. And I even say to my son, you know, someday when you get older, you know, you're going to be having to put things together. And Lego is a good training base for that. I just have an advance from that. Like my son and I, we also like to do puzzles and things. Wow, people are thinking, wow, this guy's a real party animal. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, these great big, huge 2,000-piece Star Wars puzzles and stuff. And we just find it fun. It relaxes you. It clears your mind, all that kind of stuff. I like to do a few before I go to bed. What a loser. I get it. I get it. I'm hobbled now, by the way, with the bad leg, so I need these kind of activities. Anyway, my point is, some of the puzzles get too difficult. I'm like, ah, I stick it through, but they take a lot longer. So put that into perspective into a pinball machine where you have to troubleshoot and swap out a play field. I mean, I'm proud that I can Novus 2 and clean the darn thing. That's a big step for me. Soldering, got it. I can do that. That's it. And I'm afraid to ask. I say this because I know you're on the East Coast. I'm hoping you can drive back, hit my place, maybe fix a few games. You'll get that sense of pride. I won't play them. You can fix them. I'll admire them just like you admire your games. <laughs> if you could do that, Jermaine, that would mean a lot to me. Yeah, you know, there's no issue there, right? I mean, uh, people can have fun playing games or fixing games. Like, you you, you don't have to fix your game. Obviously, it's easier to spin machine because they tend to break quite a bit. But, you know, if you have more fun spending the time you have to play your game instead of fixing game, just get somebody else to fix them for you. Like I, it's just a priority thing, right? Like you only have so much time out there available to do what you want to do, right? If you don't really like it, don't spend your time on it. You have many other ways to do things that you like instead of fixing, you know, pinball machines, right? I mean, for me, it's like a big puzzle. Um, you know, it's a different 2D instead of 3Ds. I like puzzle too, by the way. I, I, I do puzzle quite often and uh, Legos as well. But, um, you know, it's just different kind of things, right? Like everybody has their own hobbies and things they like so well thank you for making me feel good welcome to the nerd club jermaine oh i'm a big nerd i've, I've been for many many years <laughs> the northwest pinball championship in linwood just outside of seattle this is a huge huge event kaylee george who we just heard talked about uh, how he and eden started this and you guys kind of took over uh we have we had our best attendance ever in both men and classic We've added a, a rookie division to um, the uh, the open tournaments, uh, the main tournaments. We have the the classics as usual, and we've also uh, delegated more time and resources to the women events, which we are trying to grow to bring obviously more competition to, to the pinball overall. So we got a lot of feedback from the location last year. People really like that uh, when we move from uh, Bellevue to Linwood. Uh, it's a very cool, you know, like bowling and skating arena with a with a full furnished bars, which players like a lot. But, you know, after playing a tough game on pinball, so uh, I think it, uh, it'll be very su- successful. Any puzzles or Lego? Um, you know, I don't know if they have. Mm. I mean, it's very intense. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of puzzles is to, to make sure the machines stay working the whole weekend. You know, they, they get hit with like over 300 plays. So between, uh, we bring around 
20 machines uh, for all three divisions. We also have some side division, you know, like daily high scores and some practice machines. So make sure everything runs well for the whole weekend. I think that's a puzzle. I mean, uh, you know, I know it's it's either this is the coast, and there is many great events that happens, you know, soon, right? Um, on in different side of the country, so you know, people have to choose what works the best for them. Um, you know, we're trying to make sure we have a best Papa slash best game format event in the Seattle or the West Coast area. So that way our local players, people that can travel, but also maybe people from, um, you know, uh, Vancouver or maybe Portland or California comes up and play with us as well. Speaking of Vancouver, the Vancouver Flipout, which you co-TD with Dave Stewart, September 7th through the 9th, the weekend of your birthday. And you did very, very well last year. You're the defending champ. Yes, that, 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 that was a very good weekend. Um, somehow, I guess, uh, co-TDing bring some perks you know sometimes takes your your mind off the the tournaments and uh you know you, you can play the game more relaxed and uh last year everything worked out and somehow from uh being nearly eliminated in the first round to winning the whole thing uh, some kind of magic happened it's actually your biggest win on ifpa as you sit 14th in the world currently and you know what that means when you play this event it's going to bleed in a, in a year. That's always kind of the scary thing if you're a top-ranked player like yourself. I mean, it's not going to bleed a lot in the sense that you've got a lot of great scores, but when it's your biggest, yeah, that's that's a bit of a hit. So you got to defend. It does. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm amazed every time I see my name in the, on the first page. I, I I don't believe I'm a true top 25 player. You know, like every sport, the, the amount of events you do help your ranking. I, I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to travel and, and have the time and the family situation that let me do that. Um, I'm very happy where I am. Um, and, you know, if I, if I drop back and there are a couple spaces or you know out of the first page I, I just know who i am as a player and you know someday I, I win big events and that 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 bubble up my ranking but um I'm, I'm just happy to play the game and have fun and you know sometime win hold on a second there mr humble you play in washington and you're the top ranked player right now in the north american championship series against people like we said dave stewart chris chen maka honig and so many other amazing players in the Washington area, and you're sitting on top right now. And you say you doubt that you're on, <laughs> you should be on the first page, let alone the top 20 players in the world. Yeah, that's 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 so, so very interesting. I, I, I like the way that this year they they are capping it to 20 events. So already the quality average of your events makes a lot is much more important than it was the previous years. Because I, um, I I I I don't have the availability to play a whole lot of events. I mean, I play I, I run the the Seattle Pinball Super League as well, and I run a, a monthly match play at one of our uh, local locations. So that's pretty much the only two events that I play a month. Uh, on top of maybe special events like the more city cup or other larger events, um, so I, I uh, you know I had a couple of, of good results um, in in Seattle and the Washington State, and that that helped get that ranking up there. But uh, it, it doesn't really matter, um, you know. I was one of the top ranked last year, but then you know I got to the final of the state championship and I ran into Raymond and he he, he knocked me off with four zero. So <laughs> if you don't win it all, it doesn't really matter. You go there top rank or last rank, right? Like it's it's about really taking that championship, winning the states, and going to the national. That's, that's I think that's the key at the end of the year of the state run. I'm curious because they did cap it at your top twenty finishes in the calendar year. Has that made people 
play more or play less. I, I think of, you know, Chris Chen, I think last year probably played more tournaments in the calendar year than maybe anyone else. There may be a few guys in Ohio that have played as many, but, you know, he's capped now at 20 for this. He's still a top 10 player and, and a great player worldwide. But has he stopped playing or have others stopped playing because, okay, it's capped at 20? I mean, I guess I can improve on, you know, the worst ones, but, uh, you know, sometimes there's only so many points out there. Yeah, and, and there's a couple of things there. Uh, there is these and there is the, uh, the IFPFE, you know, one of your favorite subjects. Um, I'm fine with it. It's just, uh, I mean, as far as joking with Josh, but... Uh, oh, we're not talking about him, are we? <laughs> some of the tournament scene has changed in Seattle, which had the, the, the most IFPA tournaments uh, for many states last year, I believe. Uh, a lot of tournaments have, a lot of the weekly tournaments have either consolidated as far as going as a monthly IFPA tournaments or are only running non-IFPA tournaments now. So there is, there is less IFPA tournaments than there was previously, so... Uh, even if Chris was able to play as many tournaments, which for some personal and professional reason I believe he isn't, um, there's just less that would count, right? So uh, I think it's just a different scene from last year than this year. At the time of this recording, there are 182 tournaments that have been done in the state of Washington, almost $3,000 in the state pool. The next closest would be... I said Ohio at 146, and they're almost at 3,000. Michigan has done a lot, too. Embrew is uh, doing weekly tournaments there. 152 tournaments there, over $2,000. So Washington still has the most activity. And, and as many people say, you can play every single night in either a league, a tournament. We're very jealous of that kind of opportunity. Yeah, it is. It is a great environment, and uh, you know when I, when I talk about um, Seattle to other people, and it's one of the most active city for pinball. It, it's truly the case. I mean, there is a lot of location. There is a lot of league. There is the Seattle Pinball Museum. There, there is a lot of opportunity to play, and there is also great collectors. You know, people that maybe don't play in IFP tournaments. Right? So there is a very, very a lot of people that likes pinball in general. So it's 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 a great place to be, and I'm I'm very happy that somehow my job got me transferred there and revived a hobby that I hadn't touched in over 15 years uh, and you know brought that back into my life. Well, I know you're going to be busy, Jermaine. Yeah, that'd be a definitely a busy couple of weeks. Hope to see you there at some point, Jeff. I will be hobbling around somewhere. It's a, it's a busy time of year for me, but uh, always got to find room for pinball. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bud? All right. Thank you, Jeff. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis. I want to be alive.